Welcome back to the Financial Wave, a podcast presented by Jersey Shore Federal Credit Union. Today, I am joined by Justin Chubb. Justin, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Justin Chubb. I'm here with Jersey Shore. I am their business development specialist. Um, today, we're going to be talking about our senior financial scam seminar that I've been giving uh, to a lot of assisted living facilities and uh, local um, senior centers, senior, senior centers, and, yeah, yeah. Um, like we said, we were trying to think of our next podcast topic and we thought, you know, we already do this presentation, so why not give a chance for everyone to hear it that may have not had the opportunity to come listen to us say it once before. So, uh, Justin, would you like to run down what we're going to be talking about today? Absolutely. So the objectives that we're going to be covering today um, would be being aware of financial abuse and common scams, um, just knowing what's out there and what to look out for, um, identifying the scope of the problem, how uh, common is this? Uh, how many people are affected by it, um, identifying the typical perpetrators, um, recognizing the signs of financial abuse and scams, understanding the effects of these scams, and knowing how to prevent it and knowing what to do if this does happen to you. Perfect. All right. We're going to run through, uh, in case anyone doesn't know what it is, what is elder financial abuse? Could you give us the definition? Sure. Uh, so this is from the National Center of Elder Abuse. Um, the definition is the illegal taking, misuse, or concealment of funds, property, or assets of a vulnerable elder at risk for harm by another due to changes in physical functioning, mental functioning, or both. Right. So that's a pretty self-explanatory, but it's good to give a little general general definition. So we now, working in the financial industry, understand how big of a problem this is because, you know, we get to experience it with members and stuff every day. But how big is the problem, you know, on like a global national scale? Yeah, so the scope of the problem, um, I guess on a national scan, uh, scale. So it's often referred to as the crime of the 21st century. Um, it's very common, unfortunately, today. A lot of seniors do fall victim to this. Um, over 3.5 million older Americans are targeted yearly, um, which is a lot. Uh, so for every uh, case of abuse reported, there's an estimated four or more that go unreported. So just on quick math, that's yeah, a that's lot of millions. quite a lot. That's a lot of millions. Um, so now in that three and a half million and the ones that don't go reported, now what is the number expected loss of those cases? So again, great question. Um, so the total loss uh, for victims over the age of 60 in 2022, this is the most recent number that we got, um, was 3.1 billion. That's with a B. With a B, yes. That's with a B. So it's a lot of money that is uh, lost to fraud every year. Um, so the total number of victims over the age of uh, 60 is over 88,000. Again, that's just those who reported it. Right. Um, so if you want to you know, expand that out, obviously, it's a lot more than 88,000. Um, and so the average uh, dollar loss um, that a victim, I guess, has is over uh, $35,000 a year, that's, which is not a small chunk of change. That is absolutely not. That is upsetting and a little crazy when you have to say it out loud. But yeah, unfortunate. But that's how big of a problem it is, which is why we're talking about it. And that's it today. exactly why we're here today. Exactly. Um, so we know this is an elder um, topic, but now what is the actual typical victim? What is the age, you know? So the typical age is, um, again, it's anyone of all ages, but for seniors, it's primarily people over the age of 70. Um, they suffer the higher losses, um, usually because they have higher savings because you know, right. they've worked their whole life and uh, a lot of money just sits in their accounts. And, and they've they had won't. years to collect, exactly. whether it's Social Security or yeah. things like that. It's people, all been yeah, up. people with larger savings, um, people that are trusting of others, uh, and people most 
often are, that are lonely or isolated from others as well. Are the easier targets? They're the easier, I guess, yeah. Targets. They're say. the people that are, uh, I guess, m- most most likely to be a most victim. Likely, exactly. Yeah. Um. So now, unfortunately, there are bad people out there who prey on these people, and uh, so who are these normal perpetrators of? the crime. So unfortunately, um, most of the perpetrators are not strangers. They are people um, that the victims know, whether that be family, caregivers, and neighbors. Um, They're estimated to be involved in more than half of these cases, actually, uh, which is really sad. Um, People, you know, taking advantage of people that they know. And um, yeah, so unfortunately, it's people that have, you know, gain their trust. Right. Because yeah. everyone thinks about, oh, you know, I got to worry about crazy phone calls, crazy emails, and yeah. you're not even thinking, oh, it might be the person under the yeah, right. same roof <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes. That. So um, now, obviously, we said it's not, tr- it's most commonly somebody you know. So when it is somebody you know, how do they carry out the attack or the scam or I guess the make the person a victim how do they do that yeah so uh common uh or most common ways um they'll just prey on the vulnerabilities of the person um they create a lack of faith in their own abilities um they try to take advantage of them in that sense be like hey you know you might not be able to uh take care of yourself as well and you know you got to trust me give me all your account information and i'll handle it for you and i'll do it for you yeah and pretty much like you know hands off and i'll take care of it for you um obviously you know that's not why if it's not someone that you completely trust, you know, a spouse or a family member that, you know, you have complete confidence in. Right. Correct. Um, so sliding through here. Uh, so what are some examples of, you know, it's obviously as this is a problem, someone just taking money off your counter, it's not the only way that these scams take place. What are some common examples of financial abuse that may happen? So, yeah, obviously, first and foremost, as we had, uh, you just mentioned, uh, money and leaving valuables out. Um, that's one of the things that you got to be aware of. You don't want to just leave your diamond ring out on the dresser, you know. Good tip. For, yeah. yeah. Good tip. If you, if you got one of those, do not leave them out <laughs> in sight. Um, so, but... More commonly, what we uh, try to look out for is uh, people that are foraging signatures. Um, Examples of this would be a check um, or a legal document. Um, Those, you know, that may not have been filled in uh, properly or completely. Uh, So actually, uh, most common uh, people will not sign checks. Uh, They'll have blank checks. And obviously, you don't want to, you know, leave a blank check out there because someone could write in, you know, for whoever and whatever amount they want. Right. Never hand someone something that you you've signed and said, "Oh, can you just fill in the number and the person for me?" Because yeah, that's they could just add a couple zeros and they're off to the races. Right. Correct. Um. So how do these people, you know, reach out? How do these scams start? You know, what are the different types and scenarios that may happen to look out for? So there's actually a lot of different uh, financial scams and uh, they're creating new ones every day, it seems like, yeah. um, unfortunately. So, but the most popular ones to look out for, um, actually the most popular would be the romance scams. I think we've, um, all, we've all heard. Yeah, we've all heard of these romance scams. Uh, you know, they met someone online um whether that be through like a dating site or whatever it may be um because a lot of these senior citizens you know if they're single or uh you know they're a widow or widower um they're looking for companionship and they might be a little uh lonely and they're looking for someone and someone's you know promising like hey you know if you send me some money i can come meet you uh, right they're never local people as no no it usually seems like a offshore rigor or uh you know uh 
someone from a different country serving overseas yep. and uh, usually it's not your next door neighbor um, so usually they will ask for money and obviously you will never once you send it see them that's pretty much the end of that that yeah unfortunately it does happen um, another one is online shopping scams uh, especially now in this post-covid society where everything is very um, easy to access online uh, very for shopping yes right. digital uh, you know, through whether it be Amazon or just these online shopping carts and all that fun stuff. Right. Uh, so usually, uh, there'll be scams where, you know, there'll be a pop-up like, Oh, act here, buy one, get one free. And, um, usually when they click on those links, that's when the scam starts. You get to that fake website where you put in your information and then you don't get the item. Or they they can affect your computer with malware or anything like that. Right. Always be aware of what you're clicking on, especially if it's an ad on the side of the screen. Exactly. And um, another popular one would be uh, lottery scams or sweepstakes. Um, you know, people pretending to be like, oh, you won the uh, jackpot or whatever. We just need your uh, your account information and we can uh, directly deposit the winnings right into your account. Right. Yep. They're not going to do that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and more recently, um, we've heard that uh, relief or charity support ones such as like GoFundMe pages. Right. We've uh, all heard of the GoFundMes that come yeah. up. Yeah. So again, those are very prevalent as well. Uh, GoFundMe pages, people will come up with, you know, silly uh, stories just to extort money out of people, especially people that are trusting and, you know, are good natured and be like, oh, they're, you know, really hurt and I should help them out. Usually, um, unless you know the person, don't just, you know, give out your money. Right. Verify to make sure it's an actual cause. It's a legitimate cause. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so repair and contracting scams. Um, so actually when I was at, uh, one of these local, uh, seminars that I was giving, I had a woman come up to me afterwards and she was telling me about, uh, one of these repair and contracting scams that she fell victim to. Uh, so she had, uh, decided on getting her kitchen remodeled and she found a guy on Craigslist who right. promised to do the job. And, um, he just wanted to get paid up front. Right there. Red flag. That is your red flag right there. That is red flag Um, waving in the distance. Yes. Yeah. So he, um, unfortunately, she fell for it. She paid him up front. It was a large amount of money. um, And she never heard from him again. Yeah. So tip coming from that is never pay up front. Pay either as you go or at the end if they would allow you to do that. But most commonly, pay as you go. Pay as you go is usually the best way to go. Um, so, uh, identity theft, uh, that's obviously, you know, that's been around forever, uh, still prevalent, uh, tech support scams, whether people claiming to be Apple, Microsoft, Microsoft. Yeah. Um, those are very common and, you know, they, they try to scare you, you know, like, oh, your information has been compromised. You need to contact Apple or Microsoft and, or give us access to your computer. Yeah. Give us access. Yeah. Um, again, that, yeah, that, that's, um, something you want to be aware of. And any kind of imposter scam, people pretending to be who they're not, um, even that's like, you know, people that will come to your door and ask, you know, like, hey, I'm with a local solar company or whatever. Right. Um, those are very common as well. Okay. So now, it, obviously, you're going to get, at some point in your life, a scam is going to reach out to you because it's just, in today's day and it age, happens. it's going to happen. So what do you do if this happens to you? So first and foremost, um, so don't don't panic. Um just if you don't recognize the number of someone calling you, right. don't pick up. Exactly. Um, if it's important, they'll leave a message. 
Uh, a a scams, lot of, a lot of the time, they're not going to leave a message. No, not at all. Um, usually they're just trying to see if it's an active number, if it's live, um, see if they get someone. Uh, it's a phishing. Uh, that's kind of what they call it in the, in the industry yeah. is uh, phishing. And so they're just trying to see if there's anyone on the other end. And they're like, oh, we got a live person here and they will keep trying to bother right. you. So the best thing is just don't answer it. Yeah, don't, don't answer. answer it. And eventually they'll stop calling because they'll think it's either a dead number or they just know you're never going to pick up. It's not exactly. worth their time. Exactly. Um, another one we like to talk about is, you know, if, if a credit card company reaches out to you or a bank reaches out to you or a doctor and it doesn't seem like it's a normal communication from them or it's something out of the ordinary, don't answer that directly. Call the number you know, call the person you know, call a contact and ask them directly, hey, is this real? Because most of the time they're going to say, no, we didn't send that. And then yeah. automatically, you know, it's a scam. Don't even think about it again. Don't yep. even touch it. I would say, all right, that's a good advice to to follow. Okay, so now... We all have people that we love, people that we take care of. So what are some signs to watch out for if, you know, you're not the person being scammed, but you're looking out for the person who may have been scammed? Yeah, today, um, obviously with people living longer, you know, people are taking care of their parents and grandparents. Right. And so it's always important to look out for signs that they may have been financially, you know, taken advantage of. Uh, so just the signs to look out for, you know, change in routine, um, you know, say if uh, a friend or loved one, you know, usually is very active in their community, all of a sudden they become withdrawn uh, or uh, they have a new best friend that might be a sign of a romance scam. Um, I met this lady playing this game on my phone and she lives it's yeah their uh, solitaire buddy all of a sudden is asking for money that's uh, probably flag yeah another red (laughs) flag Uh, so again missing belongings or property Um, even if you know like hey they're getting older they will misplace things that happens to all of us it happens to me I misplace things all the time right but um, no if you know if things are actually going missing um, and say they have like a uh, home care nurse that's coming in that is new. Uh, maybe that's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, withdrawn behavior, uh, disheveled appearance. Obviously, those are all signs of something that has gone wrong. Um, running out to constantly buy gift cards as well. Um, that's important or yeah. to look out for because a lot of people, they'll ask for uh, different, uh, you know, Amazon gift cards or uh, Microsoft gift cards or whatever it may be. Right. A lot of the scams nowadays isn't always money. Sometimes it's, you know, they'll make you buy gift cards, redeem all the money off of them, and then you're out whatever money you whatever paid it for is. it. And then I know gift cards can be technically smaller amounts, but still, you know, 50 bucks up. is $50. And it adds up too if it's multiple yeah. times. And um, I guess just a few other signs that you would want to make sure um, to look out for is, you know, their lifestyle is not consistent for their income or assets. If you know if someone, you know, is very well off and they're living well inside their means, uh, not like they haven't been, you know, maybe it's like, okay, something's changed, whether that be, uh, someone taking advantage of them or, you know, extorting their money from them. Right. Maybe they've already been scammed and now they have, you know, yeah. less money to deal with or to live with. And, you know, if, yeah. if they're always generous or a nice tipper and then all of a sudden they're a little stingy. Exactly. And- Spending patterns is something you want to look out for as well. Right. Um, if they are constantly, you know, anxious about their personal finance, you know, going into the local financial institution, whether it be, you know, a credit union or a bank or wherever it might be. Um, if they're constantly, you know, asking for a balance and, you know, if you've noticed like a dramatic change in their balances, uh, that's just something to, you know, just be like, Hey, you know, I've noticed your money's gone down or, you know, you've been spending a lot more than recent and it's just something to look out for. Right. All these are just signs. It doesn't mean anything's happened, but it's, no, if it's you just start to see multiple to things to look out for. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, as we said earlier, a lot of the reports, a lot of these crimes don't get reported. 
And some people ask, you know, why wouldn't they just tell somebody? Um, so what are these reasons? Why aren't they all reported and why don't they tell somebody? Yeah, so great question. So a lot of these people, they don't want government interference in their personal lives. This is just one of the examples. Um, people, they like to have that independence still. Um, they want to, you know, they feel like they can do everything by themselves, as we all do. Right. Um, so they don't want government interference in their personal lives. You know, there's so many different things uh, that they want to, you know, stay on top of and they're like, Oh, I, I need this independence still, whether it be financial like personal or, finances is, is one of those that you want to keep, you know, to yourself. Most yeah. Of the time. Yeah. You kind of don't want, you know, people nosing in your own business, especially financially. Um, so they don't want their family facing public embarrassment. Um, usually these people, you know, they'll feel kind of silly for falling for something, especially, you know, looking back, they'll be like, Oh, there were so many signs and I fell right. for it. How did, um, I not, how did I not know? Yeah. How did I not know? How could I have been so stupid to fall for this? But obviously that is not true. Um, as you can tell by the numbers that we yeah, reported yeah, earlier. It happens to a lot of people. Was it 88,000 a year uh, or something? So yeah, yeah. Well, that was just, that was reported. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, multiply that out and there's a lot of Hundreds thousands hundreds of thousands of people exactly um so they they kind of feel responsible for what they've done these most people um they're like i i deserve this they're like it was my own you know knucklehead decision right and um which is again not true none of these are true these are all bad reasons these are bad reasons absolutely so make sure that you always do report it um we actually recently uh attended a fbi seminar um, where they were talking about uh, senior financial scams. And they were just saying, yeah, if you know any loved one that may have been affected by one, just make sure they report it. Um, right. Because even if, you know, we they will get their money back, but just to protect the other people too. Right. Like they said, um, maybe one person tells them something that someone else hasn't, and it could lead to multiple people having their issues resolved as exactly. opposed to just that one person that's, you know, initially reporting it, which is a big deal. Yeah. All right. So moving on here. So things to prevent, to be prepared, you know, be prepared is always a big thing. Uh, so what type of like legal documents should you have ready or should you have prepared as you get older? I mean, at any time in life, it's always good to have these. But as you get older, it's definitely a little bit more important and prevalent to have these. So most importantly, I would say any form of a trusts, um, a will, financial power of attorney, a living will, also important to uh, stay on top of, um, healthcare power of attorney as well. Um, pretty much any kind of legal document. Um, it's always good to just, you know, revisit, um, them every once in a while and, you know, notice to see like, Hey, all of a sudden, you know, mom and dad has uh, someone I don't know on their, you know, will. Right. And it's like, okay, that might be something to look into. Um, and just make sure when you are preparing these documents, just to have someone that you trust, whether that be a spouse, you know, a child, uh, or someone that you, you know, you genuinely trust, right. just to have them with you, just to, you know, make sure that you're not being taken advantage of. Right. And a lawyer, if you're someone you have yes. for a long time, you know, make yeah. sure these legal documents are prepared correctly and on time. Yeah. Um, so more other side from the documents, the, you know, the legal documents, there are other ways to kind of prevent some of these things from happening. Yeah. Um, Let's slide through those. Yeah, sure. So um, prevention, uh, these are just a couple of different uh, tips, uh, just things to look out for. Um, never give someone a signed uh, blank check, which we had mentioned. Yeah, Obviously, correct. this is a big no-no. Uh, make sure it is completely filled out. Such a no-no. We mentioned it twice. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, so never sign anything you don't understand. This is very important. I personally need to do a better job of this as well. Um, you know, when you're reading through different, uh, I guess, waivers or whatever you want to say, you know, there's all the small print. You don't terms feel and like conditions. Terms and conditions. You don't feel like reading it. And you really should before you click, you know. Especially when it comes to something that's like a financial. Yes. Anything where you can be affected financially. um, It's always important to just review that document. Have someone else look over it if you don't understand it. Um, Never uh, leave money or, uh, you know, money and valuables in plain sight. Um, Never give your ATM card or our pin number to anyone. Um, This is actually very popular. Uh, People, you know, they'll be like, hey, can you just run to uh, the Mac for me? And um, they'll give them their pin number and uh, say they just wanted a small withdrawal, maybe like 20 bucks. And then the person may take an additional five dollars, maybe not every time, but every other time and just say, oh, just must be a fee from the machine. Obviously, it'll add up. Right. Five dollars once is okay. Five dollars. Twenty five times. Yeah. You get there. It starts to add up. Yeah. Um, so again, prevention. Another thing important to remember is just your passwords. Make sure you write them down. Uh, have them locked up in a safe area or location. Um, I always, I personally like to have a spreadsheet with everything. Um, yeah. Just that way it's easy to access for you and you only. And you can put passwords on these spreadsheets and everything yeah. just to make sure, just it's make all sure they're not out in plain sight. Right. Correct. Um, so at the credit union, we like to have events for shred events. Would you like to explain what a shred event is? Yes. So a shred event. So, um, this is actually something that the credit union holds and a lot of other different, you know, municipalities, you know, your local township may hold these as well. Um, so what a shred event is, is we actually rent out a giant shred truck, um, where people can bring in their documents with, uh, their, you know, personal information on it and they can actually, um, have that shredded in front of them. Um, instead of, you know, just doing it personally, you could just get it done all at once. Um, this is just a great event to bring people out. And the rule of thumb is to have anything that's over, you know, you know, three or six years that has your personal information that, you know, you won't need, you, you won't need stuff from the nineties anymore. So it ends up to have your social on it, your address, anything with your personal information, you may want to just, you know, consider shredding. So what are some good habits to get into just to, you know, monitor yourself, your own finances and to make sure, you know, the scams don't happen to you and make sure you're on top of whatever you need to be on top of. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I would just say stay organized. That's most important. Um, I personally need to do a better job of this as well. <laughs> um, just stay active and engaged with others in your community. Uh, make sure you don't become withdrawn because usually that's the type of people that I get targeted. You know, are targeted, you know, people that aren't as active and, um, you know, uh, it's just something to look out for, um, review all statements, uh, for unauthorized charges, uh, whether that be receipts, um, you know, credit card statements, bank statements, bank statements. Uh, yeah. Uh, monitor your financial accounts, set up alerts. Um, yeah, we're, this is one of the yeah. biggest ones we like to tell people, um, whether you know how to set up alerts by yourself or you can ask a family member or a friend, um, most mobile apps for any bank or credit union is going to have the option to, you know, if anything gets taken out of your account, it'll send you a text message or it'll send you an alert within the app. And obviously, you know, if you have the app on your phone and you see something go through that, you know, you did not pay for a number one sign that something's going on. So if I, if you take anything away from this, please set these alerts up. It's the best way to monitor your stuff 24 seven and the quickest way to figure out if you're being scammed or you're being taken advantage of. So please take that with you at the end of this. 
Yeah, and again, because I mean, everyone has their phone right on them at right. all times. It, that it's just so easy to access your information that way. So, um, you know, if something does look fishy, you know, you could check it out right away. Right, and then at that point, you contact your bank, your credit union, and yes. say, "Hey, I didn't make this charge. What yeah. is this?" And, and that's why right um, we always encourage direct deposit as well. Exactly. Um, if you get a paycheck or uh, you know your social security check or whatever it may be, just you know get direct deposit right away. Perfect. Okay, so now. If, if this does happen to you, you know, if you realize, oh my God, I might be, I might be falling for something or, yeah. you know, what, what should you do? What are the steps to take? So the steps uh, that we highly recommend first and foremost, just try to stay calm. Try not to, you know, overreact. Um, cause obviously when you get, you know, upset, you're not going to be thinking as clearly, um, write down any of your concerns, be specific, uh, use summarizing bullet points. Um, this is just easier that way. When you go back, you'd be like, Oh, this person called me at this time, uh, this date, And this is what he said. So again, write down any important information during the conversation. Um, so, and in case of, you know, it actually is a legitimate scam. You can call adult protective services, uh, law enforcement and, um, other affected financial institutions immediately, uh, just to make sure nothing has been affected. Right. Exactly. Um, so now we did compile a little list of resources and places you can go, you know, in case anything ever happens to you that gives you additional information or just even more in-depth information based on what we, we talked about today. Uh, I just want to run through those real quick, Justin. Sure. Um, so we just have a couple of resources here. Um, first one is the National Center of Elder Abuse. Uh, they are a very good resource, um, as well as the Ad- Adult Protective Services. Uh, their website is fantastic. Uh, very informative, uh, AARP, um, they have scam alerts, um, again, great website, uh, to go to and check out and, uh, the United States department of justice, uh, their website, again, I they personally have a senior, have scam, page, yeah, they have yeah, a senior right? scam page and I've looked through it a couple times and it's very informative. All right. So that pretty much is the financial scam portion of our podcast today. We hope you learned something of value. And if anything, like I said, we threw a couple things, but uh, if you take half of this information with you, that's great. Anything will help, you know, prevent scams in the future. Um, as we do with every podcast episode, we'll flip real quick to our community corner. Uh, right now at the credit union, we have our Tools for Schools drive that we do every year. We donate school supplies like binders, books, notebooks, whiteboards, anything like that to the Middle Township uh, School District. So that'll be going on for the next couple of months. So if you have anything you'd like to buy or anything when school comes around, you know, you'd like to donate, that'd be awesome. We collect at all of our branches. And um it's a great way to help the kids that, you know, need need a little extra help to get that school year started. So um, I want to thank Justin. Thank you for joining us today. No, thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. You are our third guest, and it was wonderful to have you on here. All right. Third time's a charm. All right. Thank you all for listening.